Grant. I'm Lena. And welcome, welcome to, to a bonus, bonus episode. episode. Pew, 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 bonus time. Pew. Yep. So like we said last time, <laughs> we are not home right now. Nope. We are hundreds of miles away in a different time zone. Where uh, it's warm. <laughs> in, in a different world. Or at least when you're hearing this, that's true. We're, we're still in our living room as we record. <laughs> Yeah. Where it's not warm. Yeah, no, it's freezing. I hate it. <laughs> it's a bad Why week. do we live where the cold makes my eyes hurt? <laughs> That's right. We are coming to you recorded from ish Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, History Honey's listeners will know that, that we've done this before. It's come up on the show, mm-hmm. but not for many years. And we'll know that, that we have... And and all of you will, will have at least some idea of the, the sort of interest and perspective we bring on, on the parks and their history. Yes. And so this episode is instead going to be about our trip planning. Yes. So it's not necessarily all about, like, giving you advice, because although there will be some of it as, like, how we got to the decisions that we made. Yeah. So we went... Yes, years ago. Six years ago. Almost seven. Almost, it's Almost gonna seven be years seven ago. in the fall, yeah. There wasn't as much out there as there is out there now. There's a lot of, like, videos and stuff on, like, planning stuff to Disney. But so much of it's, like, for families and, like, mm-hmm. different demographics. In in your Disneyland History Honeys episode, yes. I, I, I said something that I still believe the history of Disneyland is one of the most written about, researched, and presented things in the world. Yes. I would say Disney World vacation advice is pretty much the same. Yes. There is so, so much out there. Our, our <laughs> You don't need us. You don't. But our <laughs> thought was that maybe we can give some good perspective and ideas to people. The, the, who, ch- the childless millennials. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> people who are planning a trip, maybe f- probably for their first time, mm-hmm. never had to do this yourself to know like what's out there. Yeah, what do we, as a couple going ourselves, with, take into account with our perspective, our priorities, our yes. budget? Frankly, yes, it's a very important thing to keep in mind. Yes, if you do not care about Disney or Disney travel, don't listen. Yeah. We, we, and we might also be fun. This might just be a fun episode. We will be back with our regularly scheduled on the charter content next time. Yeah. Check in when the next episode's due. It will be there. Yes. If you if you know you're missing our voices, listen away. Yeah. So the the first question on this process, the first step, why are we going? Cuz it's fucking fun. It is fun. Oh wait, we're uploading this on history honeys. <laughs> Can't say that. We're uploading this on both feeds. Oh, yes! <laughs> which means that Sex yes. Archie people just heard the swear quack for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Personally, we are also going to celebrate our 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 15-year anniversary. 15 years as a couple. Part of our personal history is that we were high school sweethearts. Yes. And that was 15 years ago, almost exactly to the day we met during our trip. Yep. Um, yep. Same month anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it's to celebrate. Part of it's because it's fun. Also because it's been seven years since we went and we've been dying to go back. 
there is a lot of stuff there now that we didn't get to do when we went those mm -hmm. six and a half years ago. Much of it because it didn't, didn't exist. exist. It, it, new construction, new attractions, three new lands across mm -hmm. two of the parks. Also, some stuff that was still under construction or under refurbishment when we went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we had this conversation earlier and we kind of disagree. Someone uh, in our life went around this time last year and, like, we spent time thinking about that. Like, wouldn't that be fun? You know, uh, nah, uh, and just sort of, like, inspiring us to, like, take a look. Like, if we went out to eat a little less often, we could go next year and do it right our way, uh, according to our priorities. Yeah, where my thought was more, well, we've been talking about doing this for <laughs> seven years. <laughs> I, f and I felt a little inspiration from this, from, like, jealousy of this other person. D due to a recent job change for me. That's a big part. Things are, uh, our situation's a little different. That and is, a little, things are a little more accessible now. That is very true. Yeah. Okay, so that's why we're going. Why are we going specifically now, early February? Because <laughs> it is one of the cheaper times to go. Mm-hmm. That's a big reason. D Disney parks uh, have different seasonal pricing. Yes. And there are certain times of the year that are much e cheaper to go. Um, also, we live in the Midwest where it is freaking cold right now. <laughs> and a warm getaway sounds great. And though a Floridian might think, wow, it's 67. That's cold. I'm going to say, where's my shorts? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that brings us into the maybe the first big decision once you decide to go, how do you decide when to go? What time of year? Yes. And a big thing for a lot of people is just availability of vacation time. Yes. For something so family focused, that's why summer is so popular. Because everyone's that's out why, of school. That's why winter break, spring break. Around holidays. Yeah, holiday weekends. Yeah. For us, it was... If you're not working around a school schedule, yeah. you've got a little bit more leeway. PTO is PTO. Hopefully. Hey, hopefully you've got it. Unionize. Uh, it's still our show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, crowd and price levels as they vary seasonally and along with other things like that. Like if you want to avoid crowds, do not go over uh, New Year's or Christmas. Yep. Because they will actually close the park for capacity. Yeah. Gets, but or if like, you want to enjoy the holidays, do it. Yeah. Same thing with weather. If you know you do not do well when it is 98 degrees and 100% humidity, I don't. Don't go in the summer. But if you love that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Or, you know, the the rainy season, the mm -hmm. wet season. If, if you know that there's a certain type of weather, there's not a lot of variety in Florida, but still, <laughs> uh, that is going to ruin your trip or make it, that's going to be a factor, too. But uh, like I was saying just a few minutes ago, seasonal events are a big deal. Yes. Pe people say now, the people who actually do like trip planning advice, that while there used to be slow seasons, there's not anymore. There's not as much. There's super heavy and moderately heavy. Yeah. <laughs> there's no light anymore. And that's partly because they have so much stuff going on additionally. Right. So example, when we planned our trip back when, like years ago, our past trip, I knew I wanted us to go when there was a special event going on. 
Yes. As a kid, I went and um, got to experience one of their special holiday events. Um, And their holiday events typically go for multiple weeks, just on set, like, days. Um, Uh, Halloween starts in August. Uh, It did not used to start that early, but now it does. It does now. Uh, Uh, Christmas starts immediately after Halloween. Yes. So when we went, (laughs) um, I wanted... Based on a few other factors of, like, when we could go and it worked with our work schedules and everything else, I was like, well, here's the time frame we have to work with. I know if we go here, we will be able to experience um, the, like, Christmas decorations and Christmas party and all that stuff going on. And that was something I really wanted you to see Mm -hmm. because it was really cool when I was a kid. It was very cool. And when we went, we were actually there the first three days. It was just, like, nothing. It was all in between Halloween and Christmas. And then suddenly, it, everything was decorated. <laughs> Practically overnight. overnight. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> Where this time, originally, when you were looking at planning this trip, you yes. were looking at us going over a race weekend because you yes. know that's something I've always wanted to do. Yes, and I wanted to encourage. And I still do, but I also was very realistic with myself and said, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to train through December. So let's not do that. <laughs> so yeah, r- race weekends, uh, the five or so, I think. Yeah, I think they have about five now. Race weekends through the year are something to either do because people who do the races have very positive reviews or to avoid because they fill up the hotels or to not really care about because like they're yeah. in the park's crowd level doesn't have that much of an effect. When we went Seven years ago, we were actually – our trip took place over a race weekend accidentally. Yeah. It did not actually affect anything no. about um, our trip. The the other weekend that was like a special three or four day weekend for like one state had a bigger effect on crowds than the actual yes. race. Because that weekend so – the first weekend, I think <laughs> – that, that was – we felt like that one day was really crazy, but the rest of it was fine. So once – we knew this time that I was not going to run a race because it just was not going to happen with my life right now. We decided to use our flexibility and like go a non-race weekend because eh, less people. Yeah. So we had to find the weekend that doesn't have a holiday and doesn't have a race weekend. <laughs> and we found one. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll, we'll be there on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know if that counts as a holiday. I do not care. I don't know what that does. I'm for... hoping that means it'll be empty because everyone's in their hotel watching. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, another thing that is going through a lot of the year are the different festivals at Epcot. Yes. In the early part of the year, so now inclusive, is the Epcot Festival of the Arts. Yes. Which didn't exist back then. It's only Not that we went during this time of year back then. Yeah, but it's it's a newer thing. It is a new one, Um, which then gives way to Flower and Garden mm -hmm. in in spring proper, and then summer, where they don't need to do something to bring people in. And then in the fall, they have- Food and wine. Food and wine, yeah. And then Festival of the Holidays. Yes. We were there seven years ago during Food and Wine. The the dregs of Food and Wine. Yes. (laughs) So if those are things that are of interest, these these are typically events that happen at the Epcot Park, and that means usually there's extra, like, special food. Special food, special, special inter- activities, special entertainment. Yeah. Seven years ago, we saw Hanson. We did. Uh, during the art festival that's coming up, there's supposed to be a lot of Broadway performers. They have nightly uh, concerts from Broadway performers. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, that's kind of our, our whole deal. Yeah. 
<laughs> so those are all things to decide, like, well, do I want that or do I not? Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're on the fence as a, if this is like your first time going and you're just really not sure, just go with what makes your life easier time-wise. <laughs> yes. If we're going to talk about Epcot festivals, one thing I should point out is it's just included in the price of admission. Mm-hmm. There's no like uh, festival extra, you know, ticket or upcharge. Like it, the food and various it, yeah. things might cost, you know, you're going to pay for that like you pay for food. But Or, you know, if you're going to take a class, that's a cost, but... Just admission like being in is, the festival yeah. is is not a you don't worry about it. Where the seasonal events such as the Mickey's Christmas party, the Halloween party, Villains Night, these are things Those that are, have extra admission. Yeah, after hours extra ticketed thing. Yes. Yeah. Which is substantially more now than it was seven <laughs> years ago. But So so you've looked at your calendar, you've weighed your options. You've picked your dates. The next choice is where to stay. Yes. Which is one big choice followed by individual choices. (laughs) The big choice is if you're going to stay on property or Uh off, which is in a a Disney-run hotel in the bounds of Walt Disney World, Mm -hmm. which is, again, as many square miles the size of Manhattan. Yeah. Or anywhere else. Yep. Which they call off property. Yes. Somewhere in Orlando or Kissimmee or wherever. Yes. There's pros and cons to both. Yes. And a lot of things to take into consideration. For me personally, if I am going to be only going to Disney mm-hmm. and I'm not going anywhere else on the trip, mm-hmm. I want to stay on property because it's all right there. Right. Staying on property, if you're staying at one of the hotels, all the hotels have transportation to and from the parks and other places of interest within the property. Yeah, free transportation. For, yes, so either through the bus, some of the hotels have access to different, like, boats. Uh, there's the Skyliner now. Um, there's the monorail. monorail. So you can get anywhere you need to be on property. For free. For free. My thought is if I'm going to be only spending a couple days there and then also going to, like, Universal or, or other places in Florida. Cape Canaveral, a Gulf Coast beach. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to stay off property because most likely I will have a car, whether I drove myself or I'm renting a car. Yeah. So I can get myself where I need to be. This points toward a a concept that planners and like diehard people talk about the Disney bubble, Mm -hmm. where if, if you want to be in the bubble, being on property is a great way to do that, which means they, they make it worth your while in convenience Yes. To hold you there because one of their, I I think there are two big money making strategies at play. One is to provide everything you need. So you're only buying our stuff and all of our stuff and not spending it uh, at SeaWorld or another city. Yeah. Uh, The other I'll talk about later. So that's like the, the like ka-ching side of the bubble, but also like that's where the magic is. That's where the extra touches are. Yeah. And that's where all of their extra service is going to be. Yeah. Like transit and some other stuff we're going to talk about, like extra magic hours. Yeah. People who stay in their hotels, at least one park every day will have a few hours only for people in staying in resorts. Yeah. Either before posted opening or after posted closing for everyone else. Yes. That's a huge advantage. Yes. It's great. Um, it is like a game changer for getting on certain rides. People who stay in their hotels uh, get to make their dining reservations and their fast pass reservations earlier than people who don't. Yes. 
That's huge. Yes. That, that's a real tangible advantage. Uh, and you can also uh, get a dining plan yes. if you want, which we're going to talk more about later. But that is something that's only available to people staying on property. I think it might be available or something like it to annual pass holders. But if you're an annual pass holder, you know all this stuff. You don't need us telling you yeah. things. Yeah. So l- let's say you have decided to stay on property. Yes. Because that's what we're doing. There's a <laughs> bunch of the resorts, though. How do you pick between those? Yep. There are three tiers. Mm-hmm. Like a cake. Which really comes down, first off, to your budget. Yes. The, this there, is where your budget is made made or breaked. Yes. Yes. Um, there is the value hotels, which At, are still, like, massive. Yes. They advertise prices like 95 a night, but, like, your average price is going to be more like 120 Of course, the advertised price is the cheapest rack rate they have all year. A, and it a all third, depends. A Wednesday is cheaper than a Saturday. All, is, all that sort of is stuff. the... One with that type of bed available, right? Etc. But um, still, one twenty a night for on property is really good. Yes, like that's comparable to a decent place off property. Yes, there are much cheaper places off property. Yes. I don't know if I'd call them decent. There are some good places you could probably when say. you're including transportation yeah. and all the other things that aren't going to be yeah. provided for you. I mean, yes, it yeah. all it all depends on what your your preferences too. Yeah, but there's value. Then there is um, the moderate tier. Yes, moderate. And then the the deluxe resorts. The deluxe, yes. Yes. I feel like moderate's a bad name because <laughs> I don't consider them moderate. Um, but basically, if you want a like resort experience yes you You need moderate or deluxe you want uh to be able to walk to a restaurant that has some number of stars with like waiters yeah you want it to have a uh, gym or a spa or both or both big old pool with a super themed gorgeous slide yeah or if you want uh, really, really close uh, uh, theme park access, there are a few that are in walking distance to a park. Yes. Those are all happen to be deluxes. Yeah. Because of course they are. For us, mm-hmm. being people who spend all of our time in the park and that, not at our hotel. That's our plan. Our hotel is a bed. It might be a pool. We didn't even get around to that last time. Nope. Uh, <laughs> the value resorts... Are only what makes sense to us. Yes. But if you are a type of person who's like, I like to spend time at my hotel. I like to relax by the pool. I want to take a break in the middle of the day out of the hustle and bustle. You can still do those things at the value resorts. But you're going to be spending more time on a bus to do it. Yes. But I also like if if you're the atmosphere you're doing it in will be a little different. Mm hmm. The value resorts are definitely geared more towards families. It is They yes. are definitely uh, designed with aesthetic that appeals more to children. <laughs> they are a little harsh on the eyes sometimes <laughs> yes. with the primary colors. <laughs> but that doesn't bother me. No. That might bother other people. Because the lights are going to be on. <laughs> exactly. I will be asleep. That's, that's kind of the – it's the – your budget – is what's going to decide that. And then also, like, what do you, the aesthetic you want. And as far as transportation goes, the the new Skyliner system, mm-hmm. which is, you know, gondola buckets, uh, which are popping up in cities across the world over the last few years. Mm-hmm. They serve 
both moderate, deluxe, and value resorts. Yes. Uh, on a multi-branching line that only goes to two parks so far, but hey, so does the monorail. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're out of luck to get to the Animal Kingdom with anything but, you know, wheels and, a, and an engine. Yeah. But there, there are other considerations. Like, again, this is going up on the feet of a history show. The Contemporary and the Polynesian, mm-hmm. two deluxe resorts, are the oldest resorts. They both have a lot of history tied to them. Mm-hmm. I, I was saying this to you and it sort of blew your mind the place where nixon said quote i am not a crook is the disney contemporary resort yeah that's crazy at, at disney world it's crazy and it's true and like the the beatles stayed in the polynesian and according to some stories it's where they broke up like in the process that is a band breaking up one of the the big milestones was at the polynesian resort yeah yeah like crazy it's crazy <laughs> But yeah, other factors you kind of mentioned through that three-tier conversation is transportation. Like, do you really want to be able to take the monorail places? Yeah. Then maybe you want to stay at that hotel. Do you know you're just going to spend time at one park in particular? Then you probably want to pick a hotel that's closer to that park. It'll save you time in the morning and at night when your feet are very tired. Yeah. Um, There's factors like that. But Mm -hmm. again, budget's going to be the biggest factor we we've pretty well described uh uh deluxe and um value resorts the moderate resorts are as you might expect in between they may or may not have a gym yeah they will have a a a table service sit down restaurant that might not be as good as some of the others it certainly won't be as upscale looking and feeling yeah they're gonna have more the aesthetic a more adult i guess relaxing resort yes but like they're all still family friendly and one thing we haven't mentioned is they're all very set to a theme yes everything's themed like everything the polynesian is very polynesian caribbean beach very beachy very very beachy very caribbean uh, all like low bungalow style buildings very new orleans yeah i mean they they serve beignets they have yeah like horse and carriages going up and down i guess there's also the campgrounds which don't really fit in any of the categories oh yeah that I that mean, exists that's that an e- option yeah but the campgrounds also has like tiers within themselves it's <laughs> you can camp in a tent you or they have like an rv but then they also have like crazy cabins they do that are like you can have like 20 people in this giant place and not ever hear them it's huge and crazy <laughs> Um, so there, I feel like that's its own, like, a whole nother world. Mm-hmm. But yes, you can, te- you can camp if you want to camp in yeah. Florida. That's I like don't what? suggest it because I did that once and it was horrible. Not at Disney World, but like a different part of Florida. Yes. Yeah. There were spiders the size of my face. That's probably true there too. Yeah. There's <laughs> really nothing they can do about it. <laughs> I, I don't ever need to camp in Florida again. <laughs> But you love the tiny lizards. I love the tiny lizards. I don't love the spiders that could eat the tiny lizards. Well, we should say this. So if you're going to stay on site. Yes. People always say, well, should I do a travel agent? No, you do not need a travel agent to book something at Disney. There is absolutely no need. The way if you book through Disney on their website, on phone, through them. 
It's basically like a freaking travel agent. They they make things very user friendly. They make things very uh, approachable. Uh, and again, as far as advice goes, it is one of the most researched things in yes. the world. You can find the answers to what you need. There are plenty of travel agents who uh, I'm sure provide a great business to their client. But, but as uh, as hands on people, yeah, we are more than capable and more than happy to do it ourselves. I, I, do, I feel like it's the trip, though, that where it's the most unnecessary to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. another person doing it for you because it's so easy. Especially if you're working with them, staying on property, it can be so all inclusive. Yes. And like if you. We're going to talk about some of the tools they provide to make yeah. it so later. But. but yeah, if you're doing everything through them, they're going to be linking things together for you, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. Um. So I would just say that like. If if I was trying to do a thing like this, traveling to a city, you know, if I was going to, like, do San Francisco or like, do somewhere in Europe, I can see okay. a, a much greater benefit in a travel agent. If I was going to go to Disney in another country, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Just because there's, like, extra things, like, I wouldn't really necessarily always understand. Mm-hmm. But, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> So let's say, for the sake of argument, and because it's what we did, you you are booking a package that includes an on-site stay. Mm-hmm. One of the options you'll have in this package is something called Memory Maker. And this is the closest that this episode is going to get to being an ad. Yes. I love Memory Maker. So what Memory Maker is, is mm-hmm. literally you purchase it, mm-hmm. and I think it spans 20 days maybe? Um, but it's basically access to any photo that you can have taken on rides by staff that are posed in different places throughout the parks to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Basically, any photo that they will take in the park, you get a digital copy of and they yes. will send you a CD and then you can print them at home. And the, their web app has their own like editing features. Yes. You can do overlays, What the whole business. First off, if pictures are at all important to you, mm-hmm. it's great for that. I'm very much a picture person. I love pictures. Mm-hmm. Also, like we all know, if you go to like an amusement park and like you take there's a ride photo and you're like, oh, I want to get this one, it's gonna cost you like thirty bucks. <laughs> okay, yes. if you want like five ro- ride photos, Memory Maker basically pays for itself. Yes, um, and you can ride Space Mountain just like. Over and over again, get all those pictures. Yes. If, if you didn't want to have it, yeah, you can give your phone or your camera to a staff member. Yeah. They'll take your picture for free. It's no big deal. Yeah, they or, do it all the time. That's not like an issue. They will. Or a they picture take they take with their system. You can go like a la carte. I would like this one and this one. That's fine. But if you're there for an extended stay, it really is cheaper than just getting ride photos and includes all these other photos, all this functionality. They are your pictures forever. It just makes sense. When we went seven years ago, Mm -hmm. I think we ended up getting about 2,000 pictures (laughs) from our week-long trip. We have three albums. I'm looking at them on the shelf. And then I took like another 1,000 pictures myself. Right. It's just because like anytime we would see a photographer somewhere, we'd be like, oh, let's just stop. Let's just get a picture. Yeah. And we have such a documented honeymoon, dear. Yes. But it was, <laughs> it was, it was very fun. And one thing about their customer service, 
Uh, this is back in the days where you had to scan a card. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one and that's t- how it works. Like they back back then. We're going to talk about how it's different later. They scan um, a different thing now. Yeah, but, but they scan a thing af- like before or after they take your pictures, and that's what links it to you. So they're not like face scanning you ever all day. <laughs> like that's not what it is. Not yet. Ch- check back in in seven more years <laughs> or less. Uh, but <laughs> uh, we had one uh, uh, picture experience that we weren't seeing in our account. Yeah, it was missing. It was missing. And so we just, like, filled out their email form, like, hey, we were at such and such a place at such and such time. I'm looking at my other photos of the day so I know exactly what we were wearing well, so you can help find no, no, the pictures. They actually said that. What, it, <laughs> what they wanted, like, I just said, like, I'm like, I don't know if there's any way, like, I'm, we're missing some pictures. And they asked me to, like... Well, do you can you describe what you're wearing or can you send us a picture from that day? And I was like, oh, yeah, there's like 20 <laughs> other pictures that you took. Yeah. Um, and like they found them immediately and like sent them to us. And they're oh, right right there in our account. Just fine. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was just the thing where like they didn't, you know, the scan didn't go through of like they're supposed to be attached to us. So full throated ad for memory maker done. Now we're moving on to the couched. If this is your deal sort of ad. Yes. That the- <laughs> yes. Uh, Disney dining plan. This is the next thing you'll have an option for. And uh, talking about how much people like to talk about Disney planning. This is the biggest controversy. I think oh there God. is whether you should get the dining plan or not the way it works. Yes. Is you pay a flat rate per person per day for every night of your stay. Yes. And you get a certain number of meal and snack credits. That can be used during your entire stay. Yeah. If you want to get... They don't like expire. If you want to get 20 snacks on day one, that's your prerogative. I don't know what you're planning to do. (laughs) That's your right. Yes. Yeah. So you get those credits and then you can redeem them like at 98% of the places on property. Yes. The controversy is people who don't like it say that you can eat plenty of great food and get by for much cheaper than the per day cost. Yes. And they are right. And there are people who say, but it's a great deal because I can eat all the expensive food as long as I use my, as long as I use all my credits. And especially if I, uh, I, keep an eye on like ordering the nicer stuff that I wouldn't have ordered if I hadn't already paid for these credits. Yeah. I can come out way ahead. And those people are also right. I am one of those people. <laughs> because here's the deal. If I was paying out of pocket. We and would be I, getting hot dogs for lunch every day. Yep. Or if I was at a sit down place, I'd be like, you know what? Salad every day. No, sometimes the salads are more expensive. Uh, <laughs> I would be picking the thing that is $12, whether I want it or not. Yes. Where with the dining plan, I am free to get whatever the hell I want. Because you already paid for it. It's all the same to you. That, like, guilt of needing a deal (laughs) that I have embedded in me that affects, like, every day of my life. Mm Mm-hmm. Is gone. Got to get that Costco gas like we did earlier today. I will drive 10 minutes out of the way to get the Costco gas. <laughs> so there's a freedom that I get on my vacation mm-hmm. 
that I don't get any other day in my life. So so the basic dining plan is you get one credit for a table service meal, one credit for a quick service meal, and two snacks, again, per person, per night. Yes. There is a quick service plan where it's two quick service credits and two snacks, and there's the deluxe plan where it is three meals for everywhere plus two snacks per person per night. Yes. So, um, so Darlin, d- define for us what this quick service and table service means. Quick service is any place that is counter service. You're going to order yeah. at the counter, you'll get your food, and you go sit down. No it, wait staff. It's what you would expect from a, a park. More often than not, you're, yeah. you're going to have, that's where you're going to get your burgers, your chicken strips, but then there's places that have more, like, tacos. There's the taco place. The there's the barbecue, seafood place. The, the barbecue seafood. place. Yeah. But it's all, um... But there's a lot of burgers and hot dogs and Yeah, <laughs> and, and typically what, though there, there's more variety, this year, when we went previously, I did not look up any quick service places, which was a shame. This year I have looked up a lot of places, and I have found how there is lots of variety if you pay attention. And a lot of snack bars you looked at yes. for special snacks. Um, a quick service meal is usually an entree with a side, mm-hmm. a drink, and then a dessert. Yes. Um, desserts you, you are usually the, like the churros with your taco, so, some ice cream, a brownie. Yeah, dining. The, the table. Service. The table service is a sit-down restaurant. More often than not, pretty dang nice. <laughs> yeah, where you are going to have a wide assortment of things to choose from. Uh, wait staff. More often than not, there are some exceptions. There are some places that are table service that are not that great. But more often than not, it's like really good, high quality food. Yeah. Especially considering they have you trapped. You cannot leave. The bubble's going to get you. Dark side of the bubble. But you get to pick an entree, a fancy dessert, uh, and And a a drink. drink. There's tiers to the sit-down places, the table service places. There's regular table service, and then there's like... Higher credit places? There, there are certain places called Signature Dining. Yes. That will actually charge you two credits because they're just that pricey. Yes. Those, some of those are among the best places you can eat on property. Yes. According to some people, okay. some of them are some of the best places you can eat anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is a blogger that I followed for years in... She lives in the Orlando area. She is not strictly a Disney like she, blogger. She's she, like a crafts blogger, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Um one of the restaurants is literally their favorite place <laughs> in existence mm-hmm. um, of any place they've ever eaten. And that is something you hear from a lot of people as well. Yeah. Um, like there's various places that are just that freaking good. And one thing that's different about the dining plan now compared to where we went before. Yes. Starting in 2018, those drinks could include uh, specialty drinks and alcohol. Yes! So yes! Back when we went before, <laughs> your, your included drink was just going to be a soft drink. Yes. Uh, a Coke, a regular old lemonade. An you know, iced tea. Milk, coffee tea. Yeah. Now, not only can you get a beer, a wine, a mixed drink, but a milkshake. Milkshakes weren't included. Yes, it <laughs> is so exciting. <laughs> Your your fancied up uh, lemonade with strawberries muddled in the bottom wasn't included before. Now it is. I am so excited to drink so much alcohol on this trip. <laughs> Another way to make the plan cost effective. Any place that offers me booze, I will be taking it. <laughs> <laughs> so really, the, the big question of whether it's worth it 
comes down to how you plan to eat, yes. how you plan to use it. Yes. Are you going to use it as an excuse to to go further up the menu? Are you going to get the filet instead of the chicken breast? Yeah. Or are you like, no, I'm I'm budget minded. That's what's important to me. I, I will follow the advice of these people who say that this food is actually really tasty and really filling for because like you get so much food on the meal plan. Oh my god, so much! It, <laughs> you are not hungry. We uh, on that last trip, we ordered so many desserts because they were included that we would not have ordered if they weren't included. Oh no, I never because, actually wanted them because tummy full. <laughs> Well, and I remember, so with like the snacks, um, we were actually using, so what we do, what we we did last time and what we're doing this time is we are doing the dining plan where you get one table service, one quick service and two snacks. Yes. That's what we did last time. We're doing it again. What we did and are doing is bringing our own stuff for breakfast. We are packing granola bars and... Various stuff in our suitcases that we can fly with. Shelf-stable, healthy, breakfasty snacks. Yes. And that is what we are doing for breakfast. So we can have a lunch and a dinner. Um, We can also, though, use the snacks to supplement our breakfast if we wanted in some cases. For us, last time... Go get a cinnamon bun or a a fruit cup. Yeah. Last year, we did a lot of fruit cups. A lot of fruit cups. Or not last last time. We got a lot of fruit cups. But by the end of our trip, we had, I remember, we had some snacks so left many over. snacks we hadn't used. And we ended up just getting snacks to take on the plane. Yes. I got, um, I got some Mickey-shaped goldfish crackers for the plane. Because again, part of it was... Because that was the one left we didn't get to use. <laughs> well, because part of it was that we weren't as prepared. But also just that like we were so full yeah. quite often that we well, didn't need a snack. Yeah, yeah. But um, it is nice to have the option mm-hmm. um and the, it includes a lot of things that it like it's not like yeah you can get popcorn but it includes a lot of like other things it's not just yeah. like baseline park food as a snack if you can find a snack that is like 550 or more that's on the dining plan you are making money off your dining plan yes yes and it's not hard to do <laughs> Especially during the Epcot festivals. Yes. A lot of their things are snack credits. Yeah, because a lot of their stuff at those, like, the at, food the and wine. The specialty booze they come out for during festivals. Um, the art festival. Yeah, those things are, a lot of the stuff that they have is kind of like a tasting menu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they count towards snack credits. So in those cases, they're usually very overpriced. And it makes sense <laughs> to use your snack credit. For us, it's it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love the freedom it gives me. You can totally do it without disney's and, pretty good about letting you take stuff into the parks too yeah um like you can take your own snacks in they as have some certain like, regulations about sealed, it right i think it doesn't have to be sealed um they have certain rules about like how big some of the stuff can be and you can't just bring like a hard cooler in it has yeah. to, like there's certain rules it's all on their website but you could like pack a lunch for your family and take it into the park yeah um it's just is that what you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess what, one thing I should talk about the pricing is uh, tips not included. This is America. Tip or you're a monster. That, yes. That's on you. Yes. Uh, um, you. Yeah. They do not include gratuity. And we have to make sure people, you know, can pay their bills. Yes. Uh, but one one point that like the, the big debate about the dining plan, so much of it is price focused that I think the convenience of it gets overlooked. Yes, it's so convenient. Even if the price was like uh, a slight edge toward not doing it, just like having it all in 
in hand, uh, out of sight, out of mind. It's it's all on my account. That's so useful. Yes. And that's There's a point to be made there. So the next step, even though you might be six months or more out, is to sort of start planning your day by day. Yep. <laughs> Which sounds nuts, but... This is when people, I feel like, judge. Yes. They start to judge. But the point is, you're going to want to make some reservations, probably. Pro- cert- you, certainly for us. You can go to Disney without thinking about any of this, okay? You will have a better time if you start thinking about it, though. Yes. Up to a point. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but but the, the point is, it helps to know where you plan to be on a given day so you can make those reservations for the foods you want to eat. The attractions yes. you most want to do. Your your priorities. Calendar service places obviously don't take reservations. With but one exception with I can one think exception. of. Yeah. But table service places do. You can get into quite a lot of places without a reservation. But the, but the ones that all these advice people are telling you are so great for good reason. Yes. Are going to be the ones that fill up. Especially if you want to eat at certain times of day. Yes. <laughs> Because that's when everyone else is there. So this is the time where you start looking at what's available when you're going. Hopefully you looked at what's available and that's how you made the decision to even go to this place in the first place. Yes. But, uh, and you're going to want to set your priorities. What attractions do you really want to hit? What food do you really want to try? Do you want to uh, uh, do a certain tour or other extra ticketed event? An after hours thing? Is there shopping you want to do? What about the golf and the boating and the fishing that's uh, available? What of this interests you? Do you do you want to ride the horses around the, the horse ranch? Mm-hmm. That's a thing you can do. <laughs> uh, for us, a lot of it was looking at new stuff. Yes, and trying new to pick or new to us stuff. Like to, we mentioned, yes, trying to pick. Days we thought would work better for crowd control. Mm -hmm. And then also looking at when extra magic hours were. Because we like to take advantage of those. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of decides where, what parks we want to be at on what days. Even if you're staying off property, it can be smart to look at extra magic hours to avoid those parks. Yes. Because you know they're going to get an extra uh, shot of crowd from all the on-property people that are there for that reason that day. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Handy tip. The amount of planning you should do, I feel like, is a tightrope that is at a different position for pretty much everybody between, like, planning is a fun thing to do. It makes me confident. It, it uh, uh, It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Versus now I'm locked into a, a, a whole itinerary in 15-minute blocks mm-hmm. that, no, that's a bad idea. You can overplan. You will drive yourself nuts. We... Like, figure out where we think we're going to be that day. Perhaps decide on a restaurant Mm -hmm. that we want a reservation for. There's a few, like, gonna be honest, Hollywood Studios, I think all of their table service restaurants are trash. So we did not book a reservation. There is one that has a pretty good reputation, but it's a signature place. Yeah. And we didn't want to budget our uh, credits that way. Yeah, the only places that are good are two credit. And I don't don't do that. The one two credit place is the only one that is good by reputation yeah we haven't booked a table service because we're like well we might end up we're not sure where we'll end up it'll yeah. depend on how the day goes we might uh hop across to epcot for dinner that yeah, day or we, one of the or hotels a nearby resort but typically it's picking we have that we have one day with no plans and part of it is because we want the flexibility yeah 
to if we didn't get to something or we really want to go back somewhere, we it's, can just do whatever we want to do. It's our second to last day. Mm-hmm. And I, I have some idea of what we might end up doing that day already, but we have no set plans. Yeah. And also a thing to know is that any of the plans you make can be changed. Yes. Dining reservations, I believe it's 24 hours in advance. Yep. Um, is when the cutoff is that you there's can a, change it. There's a $10 fine for not giving them 24 hours notice. Yes. But you can change that at any yeah. point. Mm-hmm. When we were there seven years ago, there were things I was changing as we were there Yeah, on my phone. I'm sure I was it's like, be okay, the same. we're going to move that around. Absolutely. Here's what we think we're going to do. So uh, speaking of meal reservations, you can make those for any restaurant 180 days out of that day. Yep. So s- six months-ish. Yep. For resort guests, you get what they call a plus 10. Yeah. Which is 180 days out from your check-in date, you can now uh, book any restaurant out uh, 10 days farther. Yeah. You you have the same window as everybody else for booking a restaurant on your check-in day, but you have but 10 days from then, you are free and the, the only kind of person in the world that day who can snatch up those. Yeah. So you can book your whole trip, basically. You can book your whole trip where, on that point. Where other people, like their last day that they're planning to be in the park, they have to like yeah. Wait till that day is 180 Someone days who's going off-site has, has to go every single day if they want to get the most out of their window. Yeah. So I guess a handy tip is if you have a must-do restaurant that isn't date-dependent, keep that toward the end so you're much more likely to get the reservation. However, we, we have a, a special reservation I really wanted to get for our check-in day, and we got it no problem at the time we, we wanted it. Yeah. So... But there are certain ones that like are, but, can be hard to get. Like Be Our Guest. Yep. There is a restaurant in the Magic Kingdom that is themed to Beauty and the Beast, not just the movie, but specifically to the Beast's castle. And it's amazing. Their big main dining room is the ballroom with the ceiling and the floors and the window. It's picture-perfect recreation. Yes. It's amazing. We had a much better time getting a reservation for this trip than we did seven years ago when literally I was on there weekly for 180 days um, trying to get a reservation. And it wasn't until the week before our trip that someone must have canceled and I was able to get one. Which is a real thing. Like, while things can be hard to get, everybody's plans are changing all the time. Yes. If you check in every once in a while, you can be one of the lucky ones. Yes. Like you were. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. We don't need luck this time. We scheduled that for our last day first. Got it. <laughs> Beautiful. Similar to that are fast pass reservations. Yes. This is a way where you can it's basically their their line skipping program for uh, attractions. Yes. Uh, if you get a fast pass reservation, you have a one hour window where you can get in uh, basically an express line instead of waiting in who knows how long, long as the standby line is, yeah. depending. You get a certain amount that you could make in advance. Three per day. Yes. Um, there is a little bit of a tier structure in there. there. Everybody can make these 30 days out. Yes. Uh, resort guests can get them 60 days out. And that is marked from the start of their stay, just like... The dining. Just like the dining. So it's like 60 plus. These we struggled with a little bit more 
on yes. some days. Some stuff was what we wanted was gone. Our first two days, we did not get our first choices. Yeah. Because they were taken by people who check in before us. Yes. Their, their 60 plus overlapped with ours. We, we went to plan B on days one yeah. and two. It doesn't mean, again, it's just for the... The bypass line, you yeah. can st- we can still ride it. We just have to wait like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> like the hoi polloi. Yes. But, but they're, they're a super great thing to kind of think about if you have like certain things like you know you want to ride. Yes. I'm going to say it again. Set your priorities. Do what you can to make them happen. And use the rest of the day to be open to be surprised. To enjoy the the immersive environment. Yep. What I liked about being there and why I'm excited to go back is because of my interest in in constructed worlds, in like making a supplementary reality. Mm-hmm. And the, the way they theme it is that in such an interesting way. Like there is a land in Magic Kingdom called Liberty Square that is themed to colonial America. Yes. There are no restrooms in Liberty Square because it would be historically inaccurate. Yep. There are restrooms immediately across the border to the neighboring themed lands. Yeah. It's not a big deal, but just like those weird little touches. Yeah. You're, you're constantly bombarded with like uh, uh, forced perspective, smells being pumped in, uh, the, the way they use their soundtracks and, and ambient noise all across everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, the big one that we haven't really mentioned by name is Galaxy's Edge. The new Star Wars land that opened uh, just this summer yeah. and is now finally fully open only yeah. for a few weeks, really. Yeah. We are definitely approaching our trip with Galaxy's Edge in mind yes. of just a lot of flexibility because we don't know what some of our situations are going to be like, like with crowds. There is a sense that, Ga- that Galaxy's Edge is the most real Star Wars has been or maybe could be. Yes. If, if I watch a Star Wars film, that is the realest Star Wars, that is the truest Star Wars is, but it is also light shining through a film strip onto a screen. Yeah. I can't touch it. I can't do that. Yeah. If I were to visit Pinewood Studios during the, the filming of Rogue 2, the sequel to Rogue 1. Yeah. I don't know. It might happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I could touch you know, the walls and like be in the environment and interact with the actors until they shoo me away because I'm interrupting. But that's still not real Star Wars. That is a plywood building with plaster and paint. Yes. It is held up by crossbars if I step three feet to the left. Yes. But Galaxy's Edge, those are real permanent buildings that actually operate as stores and restaurants. Yeah. Like that is a physical solid Millennium Falcon that while I know, while I'm in it and flying in it, it is where I am is a motion simulator and the thing I saw is still bolted to the ground, it's still realer than anything else has been before. Yes. And flying in the Millennium Falcon is a dream I've had since I was like eight or nine years old. (laughs) Continually borrowing VHSs from the St. Clair, Michigan Public Library. (laughs) It's a big deal for me. (laughs) I get it. No big deal for me. Okay. I know, I I know. But like, I can't wait to visit the Galaxy's Edge restroom (laughs) because I think it's the first canonical depiction of a restroom in Star Wars. I think that's true. I think we have 
an issue with restrooms and Disney. <laughs> because my favorite thing at Disney is the Tangled-themed bathrooms. They have a photo op there. You're not alone. <laughs> we went out of our way to use these bathrooms because they brought me so much joy. Mm-hmm. Right between It's a Small World and Haunted Mansion, you can't miss it. So, <laughs> uh, what we were talking about? We were talking about fast passes. Okay. Yes. So, in three of the parks, like you mentioned, fast passes have tiers. Yes. You get one tier A and two tier B. Magic Kingdom is the exception. It's a free for all, no tier system. You just get three. Yeah. The tier A attractions are the ones that they expect will have the highest demand so that. Because they're newer or like. More like just generally more popular. Yeah, the 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 really attractive ones. Because you know everyone would take all three of those. Exactly. <laughs> we gotta spread it gotta out. Gotta spread the love. So spread the crowd so that so that the fast pass system actually gets people through faster instead of slower, which is a thing that it has the potential to do. <laughs> yes. So in uh, Animal Kingdom, A tier is just two rides. The the two attractions in the Pandora, the land of Avatar land, the world of Avatar. Yes. In Epcot, it's what? It's Soarin, Test Track, I think. Yes. Uh, The new Frozen ride, which is a reskin of the uh, Maelstrom, R.I.P. Maelstrom. Give it up to a real one. Yeah. uh, In World Showcase. Uh, And... Mission Space? Maybe Mission Space. I don't know. Uh, and in Hollywood Studios, their A tier is every ride except Star Tours. <laughs> like, and their B tier is like all the shows. The B tier is all the shows <laughs> and Star Tours because it's not an A tier. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't like the, the Hollywood Studios tier at all. No, because it's – I get it because like basically everything is new and then there's like the two like – High intensity, more things. Yeah. Uh, rock and Roller Coaster, the only thing with an inversion in all yes. of Disney World. And Tower of Terror, and the Tower drop Terror. tower. Yes. So, like, the I, best. I get it, yeah. but it sucks. <laughs> I get it, but it sucks is a great way to explain the tier yes. system. Sucks. Especially in the Hollywood Studios case. Blech. Fast passes, though, are... I mean, it takes a little bit of planning because you need to know where you want to be. Yes. But... I would say even if you're unsure about, like, your plans can change. You can cancel fast passes and try to get something else. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason not to make them, honestly. No, not at all. Um, you're not going to lose out on anything. Even if you're not, like, you're not sure what to make it for, We just make some. We have one for the Frozen sing-along. I don't we know had if, an extra one, and we were on like... On Hollywood Studios Day. I don't okay. know if we're even going to go to it. We might. We might as well, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's new. But it certainly wasn't among our priorities. No. Well, and when we went like seven years ago, I was dumb. And I... We we went shortly before, like mere weeks before the premiere of Frozen. That's not what I was going to talk about. But yeah, What were you going to talk about? I was going to talk about how I made Fast Pass reservations for It's a Small World and the teacups. And that was unnecessary. We got a weird, like, really? I've never seen this before look. When we had to scan in our fast passes for the teacup ride. Because we went, we, we got fast passes. Because that was your priority. Yeah, we went for priority yeah. of things that I loved as a child and wanted to go on. Yes. Not realizing it's totally unnecessary for those rides. There, there is, in fast passes at least, a, a crossover between personal priority and 
practicality. Like, no one, there's never much of a line for those things. You don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, like, oh, learned my lesson. But the story I thought you were going to tell was how we were Buffers. in the parks. <laughs> uh-huh. Just a week or two before Frozen premiered. Yes. There was already an Anna and Elsa meet and greet that we didn't go to because we thought, what if this movie is trash garbage? Uh-huh. And, and then it but was then like. But then it came out. We really enjoyed it. I mean, it got killed for everybody with how it took over the world Especially for a me, while. Especially me, because I taught children. Teaching theater to children. But the line to meet them became like five hours minimum. As soon as the movie came out. Whereas when we were there, it was like, what, half an hour maybe? Yeah. Which is not bad for meeting a princess. Well, and like we liked, we did all the like character meet and greets because it was fun. We did and pretty much all of them we could. Yeah. And this time I was like, Very when well, in Rome. dang it. Frozen 2 just came out, <laughs> and now it's going to be back to being five hours to meet Anna and Elsa again. <laughs> yeah. We, we've talked about all this stuff that is tied to your account, your resort stay, your your meal reservations, your fast passes, your, your pictures. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the tools they give you to manage your account. That is a magic band. This is a wristband, an RFID wristband. And it is amazing. So when we went... Seven years ago. They were beta testing. Yeah, we were selected for the beta test. We got an early generation magic band. And it was great. Mm -hmm. Even as a beta test and with it not having as many things on it as it does now, it was amazing. Because what it has now. It has your park admission. Yep. Your room key. Your dining plan, your dining reservations. Mm -hmm. Your fast passes. Yep. Your magic maker. Yeah, your your, your memory memory maker. You can also... um, Attach a credit card to it. So for like, if you want to make any purchases in the parks, mm-hmm. or you want to charge it, your it knows tip. It knows the credit card that's attached to your room. So if you want to do a yes. room charge, you set it up, and it's, there you go. Yeah. So what it's actually doing is charging that. It's not doing it automatically, but you like have to enter a PIN, and then at the end of your stay, you like, a, you know, get a receipt of what all the charges were, and you can make sure it's what's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So freaking convenient. Yeah. it Like, you can literally go to the park with nothing. Yeah. Except that band and be fine. You probably want your phone, but literally, like, you don't need anything. You don't even have to carry out your souvenirs. You can have those sent to your resort hotel, which is another advantage of staying on property. You you can also have them sent to the, like, anything you buy at a shop, you can have sent to the front of the park. And they have a special building where they hold purchases and you mm-hmm. can pick it up on your way out. We did that once. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's free. Like, they don't charge you. They just do it. Yeah. Um, but the Magic Band is incredible. Yeah. You, you can have empty pockets. No big deal. Um, some people definitely talk about it being like an invasion of privacy. They're tracking you. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't care. They are they are tracking you for crowd control mostly. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there there are stories of people like getting sent extra fast passes for places where they aren't, just to try to you know even out the crowds. Which to completely makes sense. Yeah. And I'm like, I send me fast passes. I don't care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I guess one thing we should have mentioned in the fast pass thing is that you get to make three in advance, but once you use them, yeah. you're free to make more if one available. at a time if available. Yes. Yes. Um, so you might have like a five fast pass day, depending. Also, if 
one of the ride people ever is like, hey, do you guys mind going like single on this ride? Um, say yes, because they're probably going to give you fast passes as a thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. I will take these and go ride other rides now. <laughs> but yeah, Magic Band is is great. Um, that You get it automatically if you are staying on site. Yep, you get a free one. You can purchase them. And they have as well. all sorts of de- designs and, yes. and whatnot. So, like, if you were if you're going, mm-hmm. if you're an annual pass holder, I think if you're going regular and you're just going, you know, staying somewhere else and buying tickets, you can still purchase one and like link stuff up to it. Yeah, but I mean, it won't have ever, you know, it won't be quite as all access, obviously. Right. You, um, you don't need it to open your hotel room if you yeah. don't have a hotel room. Yeah. Crazy thought. <laughs> um, and they have uh, an app you can download, which yes. they did not have the app. Or maybe they did, but it was very minimal back when we went. This is why you probably do still want to have your phone with you. Yes. Because uh, the My Disney Experience app manages everything in your account and more. Yes. There are kiosks where you can update your fast passes or you can just pull your phone out of your pocket and do it yourself. Yes. You can do a mobile order at a, a number of table service restaurants. Counter service. Counter service restaurants. Yes. It has wait times. It has directions. I'm here. I want to get here. Yeah. Here, okay. Walk here. Take this boat. You're yeah. there. You know? It's pretty cool. It's pretty great. You can search for a souvenir you saw somebody else have, and it will tell you what stores to go find it at. Yeah. Which is amazing. That's amazing. They didn't have that back then. <laughs> and again, this is all stuff you can go without any of this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the app and do... But... It's useful. It's useful. It's, it's got, pretty great. It has utility. Yeah. It's the whole convenience factor. Yes. And I'm not like when we tra- when we normally travel, mm-hmm. we are not convenience seekers. We tend to be what is cheap? What is a deal? How can we do stuff on our own? Mm-hmm. How can we get basically the most bang for bang for our buck? Yes. On a vacation and experience things without like spending a lot of money. Yeah. We are pretty thrifty. When I go to Disney, I'm like, <laughs> like we're going all out. This, Convenience. this one's pretty worth it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I talked about the bubble. The, the second strategy for separating you from your money that they have, I think, is to just make you have so much fun that you don't really mind. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. That, those, those are the two things in tandem. You're not going to go anywhere else. We've got you. But while you're here... Isn't this just so much better now that you have all of these extra snacks? Don't you want a balloon, though? Look how much fun these people are having with the balloons. I don't need a balloon. The I ba- love their balloons, but I don't need a balloon. Don't buy the balloons. That's a bad example. It's a bad decision. I do love the Mickey inside the, like, I love it. Yeah. But, though we did very good last time and we only bought, like, three souvenirs. Mm-hmm. So, by this point, you uh, have, have got all your plans set. Now, you're just ticking down the days until it happens. This is the part where we get to straight up advice. Yep. And the big advice is to prepare for surprises. Yeah. Because while you start your planning so far out in advance, that's a lot of time for things to happen. And we've experienced this already. Yes. There are several attractions down for refurbishment right now. That are making me very mad. (laughs) None more upsetting than Muppet Vision 3D. Which was like just announced last week. And I am... So furious. The final project, the final Muppet project that uh, Jim Henson worked on before his untimely death. 
And like, refurbishment just means that they're They're, doing some work. uh, Apparently, this one's a lot of upholstery in in this refurbishment. They're they're tearing out the seats. The ride's not being permanently closed. It's going to reopen. It's just not going to be there when we are, which kind of sucks. It really sucks because it's like closing or reopening like... A day or two after we leave. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we're just going to miss it. There was, there's been some other refurbishments announced that were like, oh, that's disappointing, but whatever. Like, Test Track is fun, but, but okay. It, okay. It, it frees up a little more of our morning, I guess. This one hit me hard because it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. It's at, if you listen to our Jim Henson History Honeys episode, you know how important Jim Henson is to me. Um, but this is yeah. really another seasonal concern. Yes. This, this is a risk you run going in a, a low... Uh, a crowd time yeah that's when they f- have more leeway to to close things for refurbishments well and this just reminded me we forgot to talk about something was that well because it made me think refurbishments uh one of the water parks is closed it's the same water yes. park that was closed seven years ago when we were there they have two and both running during peak season both closed uh, at different closing times at different times during off peak season yes yeah um so one thing we forgot to talk about earlier was um a couple add-on options they have for your yes. tickets. Uh, one of which is Park Hopper, mm-hmm. which allows you um, a traditional regular ticket gets you in to a park for the day. One gate, one day. Yeah. Um, you can add on Park Hopper, which allows you to go to any amount of parks you want throughout your entire visit yeah. within a day. So, like, I could go to all all four parks mm-hmm. in a day if I wanted to. For me, this is something we added on because partly because of... Uh, like food. Yeah. We're like, well, there might be days where we want to go get, eat. I want to eat more at Epcot than I want to be at Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. I like that flexibility. So water parks, you can you can get access to just a water park. You can buy a water park ticket. Yeah. Water parks are cheaper than the regular parks. Yeah. Um, but there's a park hopper option you can get. It's like park hopper plus. Um, basically, it gets you into the water parks unlimited for your stay as well. This company loves the word plus. They yeah. can't get enough of it. The cost is... You're you're basically paying for the the park hopper, which is I think mm-hmm. it ends up being a few dollars a day, um, and then but it's the water park's basically just free. <laughs> yeah, and it also comes with a few more extras like uh, mini golf passes and like some coupons, like coupons for like credit at your resort's arcade or yeah. something. So really, the park hopper is the reason to do it. But as an FYI, if like you're like, man, I really like water parks and I want to go, there you go. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one of them's going to be down while we're there. We may or may not go. Also, speaking of Epcot, the whole front half <laughs> seems to be a minefield of construction. Disney is currently undergoing a crazy amount of construction. There, this year is going to be a huge facelift for next year's 50th anniversary celebration. Yes. And because it's a year-round park, they they can't do it when people aren't there. <laughs> Yeah. There's no time when people aren't there. So uh, Epcot is going to be interesting with all the construction walls, a whole lot of like naked building frames. Yeah. So <laughs> over, there's a lot of construction happening. Like Hollywood Studios is finally like done with construction. Yes. Magic Kingdom has the Tron roller coaster being built. With, so that'll be interesting. Which has shut down the like train that circles the park, but doesn't seem to be impacting anything else. Um, it's just going to be like a massive structure of construction. It's though. just a big thing in the background. Uh, 
Animal Kingdom doesn't really have anything going on, but Epcot is just like ripped apart right now. Yes. It's uh, like the entire front, the entire future world. They're transforming two of the pavilions in the front. All of the landscaping is changing. All of the theming is changing. They're, they're building a brand new structure out of nothing. There's some construction going Eventually. on back in World Showcase as well for mm-hmm. some new attractions that are going to open. Yeah, that's right. There's just, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's going to be what it is. And yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, so it's that whole like finding a good balance between planning and then also just going with the flow. Yeah. One thing that is is a helpful way to get happy surprises. Yes. Celebration buttons. Yes. So you can go uh, to like your front desk at your hotel, but also uh, throughout all the parks, there are um, customer service areas and you can go and get a free celebration button. And that button is something that like they have different ones for like, I'm celebrating my birthday or it's my first trip or weddings or kind of make your own. Yeah. Um, And you can get it and you can wear it and you can get quite a bit of extra attention from park people we got on our our last trip which happened to be our honeymoon yes and, and your first trip and my first so you trip had two buttons. i wore two buttons on several days uh but we got a fair amount of of special treatment we we got um on rock and roller coaster did we were offered the front row or a few other rides as well on there were some rides where we just got ushered into the fast pass line without a fast pass yeah uh, a couple of restaurants gave us uh some extra small like like a mini sell- dessert yeah, yeah like congratulations i remember the italian place had like a swan drip uh in, like, drawn strawberry in, in goo strawberry and chocolate goo yeah yeah so this is all stuff that like you you know, there's no guarantee you're going to no get attention. No expectation, but it opens the door to that sort of thing. Yes. Um, we plan to get those again. <laughs> 15 years. Yeah. 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 But it's it's a nice little thing. Mm-hmm. Nice little souvenir, too. Yeah. So some things you might want to pack, prepare for weather. Yep. Check what the weather is going to be. Rain is likely. It pretty much rains every day in Florida for some point. Yeah. Usually not for very long, but it happens. Also, like, weather. When we're going this time of year, it it gets warm, but it does, like, the temperature starts off a little cooler. Yeah. So, layers. Like, yeah, 25 degree difference between when we're getting up and the heat of the day. Yes. And then when we're going to bed again. Yeah. Yeah. Ponchos. Bring your own poncho. Mm Mm-hmm. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. You're gonna probably want it at some point. It's just as waterproof as the one they'll sell you. Um, you can take... So unlike a lot of other amusement parks that people might know, especially places like Six Flags, um, where, like, if you're taking, like, a bag, typically they don't let you take it on, like, any ride. You have to leave it Mm -hmm. off to the side. Disney is, like, not that way. Aside from, like... Their rides are so low impact. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But even so. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times you think, oh, they're going to make me put this off to the side. Mm -hmm. Most everything has some type of compartment or, like... Uh, bungee cord bag in the ride vehicle in the ride vehicle that you can stick your stuff in like we are planning to take a small backpack yeah it's your emergency supplies your sunscreen your whatnot yeah like a water bottle ponchos it's not gonna have much in it it can like condense down really small but we know we can put it on the rides so like Mm -hmm. you don't have to think like i can go with nothing if i want to but i can you can also take that type of stuff and not have to leave it mm-hmm. somewhere else or put it in a locker all the time. Uh, I would recommend bringing a camera. Yes. 
even with all the things we said about Memory Maker and, and all of their photographers, there are going to be other pictures you want. Yeah. There just are. And and while a phone's camera can, is you know better every year and can replace your, your simple point and shoots just for battery life, it's, it's yeah. a good idea to have your own. Yeah, I actually was planning to pull ours out. And never mind that. You might as well bring your your big honkin' DSLR if that's the sort of thing that makes you happy and you got one. I am debating about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for certain days. Yeah, I might pack it. I was trying to say, like... Last day, (laughs) really do it up. But for all those reasons, whatever sort of dedicated camera you have, it's still a good idea to have one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Snacks. Snacks. We we mentioned our, our plan to, like, make our... Our snack credits last. Yes, and, by not and wasting them on breakfast. Yeah, you know that's a thing you can it's a do. Thing. Um, one thing you get uh, if you are staying in a resort and doing the dining plan, you get a refillable mug yes. that you can refill with any type of soft drink, coffee, milk, juice, etc. At your resort cafeteria mm-hmm. for free. Yes, during your stay. Here is my tip. I am a coffee drinker. I have to have my coffee. Yes. Um, I can get free coffee with that. Mm-hmm. One thing, though, is I didn't always get the time I needed to drink my coffee. Let's be fair. I can get free coffee. Yeah, he, he usually went and got me free coffee while I was getting ready because I take longer. Okay? I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but one of my plans this time... Every morning I made friends with the little lizards that would gather... <laughs> And drink upon the dew. Yeah. Yeah. What I am doing this time is I bought some disposable to-go coffee cups that I am packing. So that way on mornings when we really need to, like, want to get going, I can take my cup, free coffee, Mm -hmm. from my reusable coffee mug and put it in and and take that on the the bus. bus. And I'm not having to carry a cup all day. Mm -hmm. That's my little, like... Moment of genius. Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> that that just goes to show how useful the all-inclusivity of just, like, letting them handle it is. Yeah. Because, like, they will arrange for your uh, transportation to and from the airport. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that. That's something for on-site. Yeah. Whereas if you were staying on off-site, you're flagging a cab, or maybe you have an off-site hotel that has its own shuttle service. Maybe, maybe not. Okay, we need to expand on this You're a renting bit. a car. Maybe, maybe not. So we are utilizing their free Magical Express, which is going to pick us up at the airport and take us directly to our hotel. And the same going back. What they also do is, if you have a checked bag, they will send you a little checked bag thing that you Mm -hmm. put on before you leave you do not have to pick up your checked bag yeah we don't even have to go to the luggage concourse they will do it for you yeah and it will show up in your hotel later that day (laughs) for free and then on the return trip you check your bag with them they take it to the airport for you you don't gotta gotta sweat it yeah it's amazing (laughs) So this is going up on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, depending on the feed. So I can't really say with confidence what we're doing today. Also, because we leave ourselves room to be surprised yeah. and be spontaneous. Um, but if, if you listen to all of this, mm-hmm. I hope you in either got something out of it for your future travels or you just enjoyed us chatting. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we've been looking forward to this for a long time, so we're very excited. Roughly a year, as mentioned in the beginning. Well, I've also just been looking forward to going back since we got back from our last trip. One year or two years, because we kind of talked about like, oh, five years is a good round number. Or, yeah, since we got back, so more like six and a half. Uh, <laughs> a certain amount of time we've been looking forward to doing this trip. Yeah. So sign-offs is going to be weird. Uh, either way, you should definitely give us a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts, no matter what show you think you're listening to. You should also tell a friend! Yeah. For Sex Archie people, we will be catching up with this, quote-unquote, this week's... It, we're, I mean, we're recording this before yeah. uh, their winter break is even over, actually. But uh, We will catch up on our missed episode. Our missed episode at our earliest convenience and hopefully be back on our regular schedule for next week. Yes. For History Honeys people, two weeks from now, we will have our Crimes episode. Which is yours. Which is mine. And that's lame. And uh, I... Crimes is mine. Nope. Spookums is yours. Crimes is mine this time. No. So, uh... For your letters, uh, I would like to hear my, my prompt for historyhoneyspodcast at gmail.com is about people's favorite lie. Oh. Yes, this is going to be a crime of lies. Oh, goodness. But uh, again, you know where to, to reach us on social media. Both History Honeys and Sex Archie are on Twitter. History Honeys is additionally on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. I bet the Instagram has some pictures of some things we mentioned. Oh, yeah. If I were to predict the future, which is also the recent past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But in any case, you know the drill. We we appreciate you sticking with us while our personal lives interrupt our, our uh, podcast schedules. And like I say, we'll, we'll be back in the saddle as soon as possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And, and that, that was, was a bonus, bonus episode. <laughs>